an Irishman and a bear cat walk into a bar, and the Irishman says, Get out! The Gray Zone. Oh! That's right. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to move right to Hey, Chad. Welcome Hi, to buddy. the Gray Zone. Well, You're listening you. to Gray Thompson. And... Another Notre Dame Irish Fighting Irish superfan, Chad Filchek. Welcome, buddy. Thanks for being on today. Anytime, anytime, no anytime. Problem. Really? You. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna call you at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> I love you talking to you about answer, football. But you're welcome to try. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh huh. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, you're feeling good. You're one of the uh, people out there who's a fan of a team that's undefeated. What's that like? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a little, a little, still a little apprehensive. It's a little strange considering how we're doing it. I uh, like our defense. It's been really good. And they've been getting, it's been getting better each week. Our offense. I mean, if you look at it on paper, you're like, yikes, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's so far so good. Yikes is a good way to put it, Chad. Well done. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Inconceivable. That's another way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think we had a uh, four rush. I think four or seven rushing yards against Wisconsin. Wait a second, week, so, is that yeah. true? Yeah, I'm really not is. gonna look. That's crazy. Yeah. I watched that game. You mean everything came on defense or passing? Yep. And special teams. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, and well, and special sacks. teams, Chad. <laughs> special teams yeah. are special. Yes, they are. They were special for us last Saturday. Thank oh goodness. My God. <laughs> Yeah. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. So we were I was at your house celebrating your birthday after spending the day in Asheville and um what would you call that? Southwestern North Carolina? Look, I'm not happy with North Carolina right now, okay? Even though we had a great time there. Just saying. We did. We did. <laughs> and then we got to watch uh Notre Dame beat Wisconsin in Chicago. Yes, we did. Which was awesome. It wasn't yeah. awesome for the first oh, 78% of the game? <laughs> that would be, yes. That's I'm trying to remember, yes. Chad, when the fourth quarter started, I believe mm-hmm. it was 13 to 10. Wisconsin was up, correct? You would be correct, sir. It was a very stagnant feeling game. It was strange. The energy in that place was absolutely crazy. You know, a lot of people put a lot of shame and on these uh college football games that are played in NFL stadiums. And I, I get understand, I understand wanting to have, you know, every game be a whiteout at Penn State or, you know, everybody to have a cowbell at Klanga for Mississippi State in Stark Vegas, right? The truth is right. it, it's just not supposed to be that way, and it never will be, and that's okay. That doesn't mean that college campuses and college stadiums aren't special and certainly unique. However, I, I've had an awful lot of fun in an awful lot of NFL stadiums. And this was one of the most lit Chad. Honestly, I didn't expect it to look like this. I don't know why. And frankly, I feel silly for saying that now, but it was, it looked 50, 50 Wisconsin and Notre Dame. And it was about 90% fire. Everybody had energy in spite of the game, not having energy. I mean, they were lit up. They did the jump around thing to start the fourth quarter, and there were Notre Dame fans 
a few of them anyway, jumping around with Wisconsin fans. Chad, let me be clear. I would have been one of them. How can you sit still to that song if you're in that stadium? No way. Count me out. I'd be right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it was, I mean, I got to admit, I mean, it's not like it's their song. So I have no problem with that song. I've always liked that song. So, yeah, I can't say I blame you at all. It, It was fun. Yeah. You've got exquisite taste as a child of the 1990s like myself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, love that song. Coming love of age, I song. should say. Yes. Anyway, long story short, <laughs> Notre Dame rips off a special teams touchdown on a kick return where, I don't know if you remember this, um, it was a good kick, it was behind the 10, and um, he starts, I forget who it was, do you remember who it was who returned the touchdown? Oh, uh, yes, it, it was, um, of course, now that you bring that up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, yes, I do. It was a. It was uh, one of our two running backs. It wasn't Kyron Williams, was it? No, no it wasn't. wasn't. I, I remember. Oh, thank you, thank you. It was Chris Tyree. There you Chris go. Tyree. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just give me the one name, and I'll give you the. You know, there's something um, magic about this sport. Sometimes something special, where at any level of the sport where you can see things happening as they're happening. And I remember saying out loud, oh, oh my gosh, there's a crease. There's a seam. And he took it diagonal up to about the 35, and then he was gone. But <laughs> I, I guess I didn't really expect him to take it in for a touchdown, and yet I watched it happen, and I said something about it happening. And after that play, from then on, it felt like it was all Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, it was, it was, yeah, it was, the, the tide really turned. I mean, it was, yeah, it was just like, wow. I mean, we had uh, two pick sixes after that. I believe we had just had two more turnovers. <laughs> That's um, right. Yeah, it, it was just crazy, man. And then, uh, you know, we were all worried because right before, right at the end of the third is when they, Wisconsin, well, I think the fifth sack of the game, they knocked out our starting quarterback former Wisconsin player Cohen, Jack Cohen. And, you know, here comes this other kid, um, Drew Pine, who's, you know, the only thing he's really seen is the Pine bench all year. Um, oh, Chad. And we're just like, yeah. Well done. Like well done. <laughs> My goodness. Thank you. Absolutely and, uh, savage. You know, and he's, uh, you know, he comes off and, I mean, you know, he got he got sacked that first, that second uh, series, which wasn't his fault. He couldn't even see the guy. I mean, it was just a blindsided. Well, it was a sack fumble. Well, yeah, correct. It was a what? It was a fumble. Oh yeah, a sack fumble. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was fumble. Yeah, yep. I said the same thing. Actually, what? If if I'm not mistaken, I think that's what set them up for that field goal for them to take the lead going into the fourth uh, fourth quarter. You are correct. Well done, Chad. Even in your old age, with the birthday weekend, you still got it. Oh, thank you, sir. Proud of you. Uh, that was supposed to be a compliment. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> and then yeah. the two pick sixes, which, again, it felt like Wisconsin was, you know, just trying to do something um, to come out of that hole that Notre Dame had suddenly developed. Um, but Notre Dame has three quarterbacks, Chad. Yes. Three quarterbacks. We actually do. I it's, don't think most people could name three quarterbacks on their roster, except maybe Alabama fans because they've cycled so many out so many times and so many right. of them have been superstars. I can name three for Clemson, maybe Ohio State. That's it. And I tell you what, Chad, I couldn't have named three for Notre Dame before this past Saturday. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I could barely name the three from Notre Dame until this past weekend because you kind of forgot about the Pine Kid because you haven't seen him all year. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. It, I mean, most teams, I mean, you're just like, oh, yeah, here's such and such. A lot of times the third quarterback's not even dressed. I mean, you know, yeah. or he's like so far down the bench. I mean, never, they never show him. I mean, so, yeah, you're right. It's it's weird, man. And, it, and, and, you know, for once, it's just such a weird but kind of a good problem because, like, they're all pretty good. They're all capable. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm not worried about any. I mean, honestly, at this point, um, especially going into this game against against the Bearcats, Cincinnati, because you know they they like to blitz. Obviously, you know who their old DC is. It's our DC, Mark Freeman. Um, they like to blitz, and they're going to come after him. And if you, I mean, and if it's somebody who's not mobile, like Cohen, bless his heart. I mean, he's a great player, but we just don't have an offensive line very very much right now. And I mean, they're so fast. I mean, somebody like Cohen. I mean. He probably, I mean, I'll say it, it with a bum ankle. I kind of hope he doesn't play this weekend. And, you know, they let him wow. rest his ankle. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, mean, I see really. what you mean. You mean not yeah, play I mean, at because, home. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, he got to play against Wisconsin. He probably could have beat him. I mean, he was doing fine. I mean, you know, he probably could have beat him on his own without you know, if he hadn't got hurt. So I'm really happy for him. But, I mean, this weekend, I mean, they, they say that number two or number three, you know, they were Buckner or, or – or, Five star mobile is, is is his hamstring's good, or I think it was his yeah I think it was his hamstring, and then you know then we got number two you know he's short Pine's short but I mean you know he's got a lot of got a lot of moxie as they would say and um uh the funny thing I read about him was they said that uh one of one of the writers uh, one of the staff writers in Notre Dame was comparing Cohen to uh you know Cohen to Pine and they were saying that uh well the nice thing about Pine is I mean. The bad thing is he's short. He's not even six foot. But the nice thing is he's actually fairly mobile. And they said, and speed wise, compared to compared to Cone, especially if Cone's got a bad ankle, he's like Usain Bolt. <laughs> so that tells you anything. So, you know, if he has to get out and scramble, if they want to start him, you know, versus Buckner, this should be okay. And then just play Buckner, you know, sparingly or whatever. But I mean, I'm not really worried about the quarterback situation this weekend. I got to be say, honest. It's a, I don't know yeah. where to put Buckner now that we have a pine cone. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up, Chad. Come on. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Um, I mean, it's it's crazy, man. In it's all like, sincerity, Pine comes out, and he was surprisingly... Um, I, I like to watch football to see who's fun to watch. Like, I just like to see people perform at their best. And this guy was scrambling. He was making plays. He was decisive. His balls were yeah. beautiful, man. He throws a really nice pass. Buckner yes, is a running like, back who can pass. And Jack Cohn, I'm a conehead, Chad. I love him. And I'm like, I'm really struggling trying to figure out what to think Notre Dame should do. Because, of course, Jack Cohn is a transfer from Wisconsin, like you mentioned. But And he's – is it okay to call him a pocket passer? His passing oh, yeah, is – it's oh, not flawless, is. but he looks like I mean, an NFL guy. He's the tallest and biggest of the group. He's tough. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. loves to sling the ball. Yeah, he does. He's a pocket passer, pro style passer, whatever whatever the kids are calling it these days. <laughs> that's what he is. I mean, he is not a mobile R- no. RPO guy. He is not, and and that's that's. I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess they thought we needed someone after you know after we left book, and he was the best available, and he wanted to come. So we're like, sure, but I mean, he just doesn't. 
he just doesn't fit our offense, really, and not what a lot of other teams, especially with a bad offensive line like we've got this year. Wait a second. I, I was going to say, he, I, I don't think he doesn't fit your offense. It's it, Notre Dame's offensive line is not great right now. Okay, it, It's not. It, it's a definitely work in progress. Yes. Just a work part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kyron yeah. Williams is one of my favorite running backs. That guy is... Mm-hmm tough he's he's strong he's a really good positional player and he couldn't get anything done against wisconsin that makes a lot of sense right however notre dame's o-line was uh once again not really doing anything to help i'm not trying to trash them um they uh, they do a better job of protecting the quarterback than opening up gaps and the same thing's kind of happening for clemson everybody wants to say oh if your o-line your your o-line is either good great elite or trash and i just don't think that's true i I think this o-line is slightly above average certainly hasn't hit their ceiling and has a lot of room to grow chad the whole team does to be honest i think that's fair to say you've got elite receivers who have been dropping passes you know things like that and penalties galore yeah yeah you know oh there's yeah you're absolutely right there's definitely i mean and there's room for like you said, hopefully improvement, definitely. And, you know, especially with the offensive line, and you, you hear stories, and, and it's different. Yes, different people. Sometimes they say it takes them a year or two to gel, and sometimes they can do it in a few games. I don't know, but these guys are all young. I mean, most of them are like freshmen and sophomores. I mean, you know, so, you know, and then a couple more hurt, banged up. I mean, so, yeah, it's just going to take a little time, and hopefully they're kind of learning on the job, and we'll get better each week. You know, that's about the best you can hope for, really, right? That's all you can ever hope for, Chad. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Um, I'm sure yeah. a lot of people would stab people that they love to uh, be where Notre Dame is at 4-0. and <laughs> And hosting a team this week coming off a bye. Again. Yeah, no kidding. Let's yeah, let's move let's quick. move on to that because in in full disclosure, I attended the University of Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bearcats are coming off of a bye week, just like Wisconsin, and literally half of Notre Dame's schedule has a bye week before they play the they Irish. It's, they do. Yes. It's in South Bend. Cincinnati's yeah. last game against Purdue looked competitive at first, and then they blew the lid off them. I. Um, Chad, I I don't know what to say except that Notre Dame's got to score more points more consistently than they have been to beat Cincinnati. Cincinnati's beatable, and Notre Dame's beatable. I love this game. It's fair. I mean, it really is. I mean, um, I actually like that we're we're actually a a two-and-a-half-point underdog. Um, I actually like being an underdog role. Um, Wait a second. You're an underdog? Oh, yeah. Aren't you, points. I, I don't right. doubt it, but isn't Notre Dame ranked above Cincinnati, or am I wrong? Well, one poll, they're ranked right above, but I think if you go by the, quote, ESPN poll, I think they're, like, Notre Dame's ranked ninth, and they're ranked seventh, if I, if I want to say that's right. Let's For see some reason, I point. thought Notre Dame was seventh, and look, it's incidental. They're, they might as well yeah, be ranked uh, exactly the same. I'm looking at it right now. The AFCA Coaches Bowl has Notre Dame seventh and Cincinnati eighth. AP poll has us ninth and Cincinnati seventh. So, you know, this, that, half a dozen, whatever. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I so, uh, I hate to say this. Then again, I don't think there's any Bearcats listening to me this week, so screw it. I went to Cincinnati, and I am pulling for Notre Dame. I don't want chaos. I'm not sure Notre Dame can go undefeated. 
If they beat Cincinnati, though, Chad, that's a huge win in my book, for sure. Cincinnati is no slouch. I I understand why a lot of people have no idea what the G5 means, kind of like what we were talking about with O-lines. You're either really good or you stink. And you're either in P5 or you're not. And Cincinnati is just not that team. It's not like they're not beating up on P5 teams, for example. They took Georgia to the wire. It took a... I can't remember, was it overtime? But it took a field goal to end the game for Georgia to win it last year. They're legit. I'm not trying to poo-poo on Georgia or Purdue or Perdon't or any of those. Illinois. Or Indiana or whatever. Indiana. Yeah, yeah, you know what? Illinois, give me a break. Great. Yeah, it was Indiana. That game really was fun, but it feels like forever ago in spite of the fact that it was just, what, nine days ago? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cincinnati is fun, physical, they're fundamental, they've got a good offensive scheme, they run a good bit of tempo, but they're not defined by it, they have some ball hogs on defense, Cincinnati is complete. They're not elite, they might be elite, they might be able to be elite, but then again, Chad, kind of like what I said last week, so can Notre Dame be. You know what I mean? If Notre Dame plays to the top of their ability, Cincinnati doesn't stand a chance. Are they going to do that? I don't know. They haven't done it yet. And you're like you said, I think Notre Dame is one of arguably the most consistently improving teams. From week to week, they get a little bit better in spite of necessarily the score like we just mentioned. But Wisconsin is a tough team. Bearcats, right. we only got two games, man. And I you know, kind of like Ole Miss going to Tuscaloosa to play Alabama this weekend. It, it's easy to mm-hmm. forget. And it's kind of just as easy to make wild speculations about what they're going to do in spite of not necessarily playing anybody. Cincinnati played a really good Indiana team. I'm not sure if that's yeah. enough. Yeah, I mean, that's... I'm sorry, you, Illinois. You know, good grief. Which no, one no, was no, it? You're right. You're, you're, it's Indiana. You're right. It's Indiana. You know, you know why I'm screwed up? It's because of North Carolina. <laughs> I can't stand yeah. it. <laughs> oh, that's You funny. know, NC State, they just beat Clemson. We'll get to that in a minute. But the week before okay. that, they beat Furman. Chad... Raleigh officially is changing its area code to 864. They've beaten both teams in the 864 area code. That's it. They own it. And it makes wow. me sick. That's uh, that's crazy. I, I can't I, I don't like that. Back to back weeks. Yeah, boo. Boo to the wolf. Yeah. Shame on you. Yeah. That is that is something else. Okay. I, uh, Let's get back to um, Notre Dame. Yeah. How know, do you feel about it you and who do you think's going to win? Just make a pick. Uh, I mean, you're you're right. You're right about everything you said about Cincinnati. I think they're they're a very good team. Um, and I'll be honest with you, if this was a neutral site, or this was at Cincinnati, I would feel really, really nervous about this week. But you know, uh, but the thing is, I mean, the past four years, and we've got this. I mean, we've been pretty much consistent, unless we're coming up against Alabama mm-hmm. or a complete Clemson team. I mean, we're, you got to admit, we're really hard to beat. And you know where we're even more hard to beat? At home, which would be the second – we have the second longest winning streak in the country right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I mean, I definitely got to go us, but, I mean, for those reasons, a few more. And like you said, the schedule-wise, <laughs> I mean, top to bottom, we're, we're, a, we're a more talented team. So, if, if we can play within it, I think it's going to be close. I mean, I think, um, you know, if I was going to put out a score, I'd say maybe – like 31, 24, something, another game, something See, like that. It's, that's the thing. You know. You're going to have to score points. Yes. More points that you yeah. can't just rest on stopping Cincinnati. That doesn't work. It's not going to work. They're going to score. 
you can't you can't depend on you know a few two three four pick sixes every game and you can't <laughs> let the defense do everything. I agree. Well you done. Have a time get off the pine and, and burst a couple passes. You know. So good job. You know, I will say this. I will say, say this. Um, I thought this is really interesting, and I did look this up. You know, and you may know part of this, and part of this you may not know because I didn't know part of this. Oh, I don't it's know anything. Kinda, it's kind of weird the similarities, like like between Notre Dame and Cincinnati, like the staff they keep have that they it's like they keep swapping staffs. Not only obviously everyone knows Brian Kelly came from Cincinnati, right? Okay, but also okay. you know Marcus Marcus Freeman came from Cincinnati Notre Dame. But here's the thing, um, they have on their team their OC is Mike. Mike Denbrock, who used to was who was offensive coach at at Notre Dame, and then I guess I guess one of their star one of Cincinnati's star receivers is uh, Michael Young Jr., who was a, who never could find his place in Notre Dame, but he's one of their star receivers, and it's just kind of crazy how they keep going back and forth, and you know then I guess and I also got uh, Jeff Quinn, who was our O line coach, he was at Cincinnati for a long time, so really? it's just kind of weird like all that similarity they got there. These guys keep like. I guess a lot of them are old friends, so I guess regardless of what happens, it sounds like a bunch of them are going to go out to dinner afterwards anyway or something. Sounds like. You know what's funny, Chad? Kind of, if Cincinnati yeah. wins, I guess that's considered chaos because if Notre Dame wins, it's the same thing, right? They're defeating an undefeated team, a top 10 ranked team, but nobody would be saying it's chaos. They'd be saying that's what you're supposed to do against a G5 team, which, by the way, it won't be too long before Cincinnati's in the Big 12 and they're Power 5, so just deal with that. Legitimate, exactly. too. However, right. like I don't want chaos, and with that said, I, I love chaos. I don't want Notre Dame to lose. I should guess. I guess I should say because Cincinnati again losing isn't chaos. However, the idea of Cincinnati winning this game—it's hard to escape how powerful that would be. Look, we've talked about this plenty before on this podcast alone. Beating Notre Dame beating Alabama, beating Clemson, it's what you plan your entire season round for a lot of programs, right? It's everything you want. There's a reason why Cincinnati was able to get their bye week before this one, right? Simple oh, as yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I have to imagine, honestly, I mean, they, they, they want this one really bad. Uh, I mean, probably like circled on the calendar for months bad, like they've been pining over. The only thing that, that you know, I, I feel pretty good about is the fact that you know, we're a fairly prideful team, and it's at home, and we have, like, the second longest winning streak, you know, in the country. The home you mentioned that. <laughs> right. What's and the so, first you know, one? They're going to be pretty protective. Not to mention the fact that I, I'm pretty sure Brian Kelly's motivated just fine that he does not want to lose to his old team. You know, so, yeah. But, I mean, like I said, so, I mean, they got probably incentive, too. So, I, I don't think they're going to come out flat. That's for sure. I didn't think about that, Chad. I mean, in all sincerity, um, Coach Brian Kelly left for the job at Notre Dame. Um, oh, yeah. And he left Cincinnati hanging. Um, and I'm not trying to slam the guy. I love Coach Kelly. You know this. Go Irish. Oh, yeah. No, they mentioned that today. One of our, that was mentioned, I guess, today. Yeah. I remember it. I, and I don't expect you to remember it. I don't expect anybody to, but you know me. <laughs> you know I was watching this. I was in, um, what's, I forget the name of the city I was in in Georgia for, for New Year's. And um, it was Tim Tebow's last game. He beat Alabama, won the national championship the year before. The last game he played before this one was losing to Alabama 
in the SEC title game in Atlanta where the famous scene of him, you know, in tears on the sideline right before Alabama went on to beat Texas to win the national championship in 2009. That was a long time ago, now that I think about it. (laughs) But Tim Tebow against that Cincinnati team who had just lost Brian Kelly. Cincinnati was not on anybody's lips and hearts at that time, right? They weren't. And Brian Kelly had sort of made them that. He he certainly helped develop that program in a way that I'm forever thankful for and had never certainly seen there at Cincinnati. I mean, you could, like I said, when I was going to college there, you could just walk into a game. There was no security. They weren't looking for tickets. You didn't even know if it was happening. What is that noise (laughs) when you're walking? It was strange. And I'm not trying to shame them either because they've done such a good job since. However, Tim Tebow slaughtered those Bearcats, man. They He was on a mission to remind everybody of who he was and what he was capable of. I was not okay with Brian Kelly at that moment. I, I sincerely remember it, Chad. Brian Kelly uh, has grown on me. I was very excited to finally get away from Coach Charlie Weiss at Notre Dame. Um, it just would never, ever end. They kept losing and underperforming, and he just didn't seem to have energy. And they would give him another contract. They would give him millions more dollars. And um, eventually that stopped with Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank goodness for Coach Kelly, and thank goodness for making those changes in South Bend. However, he wasn't – I'm going to keep this short – he wasn't the guy I thought he was when he started Notre Dame. He's changed so much. And Brian Kelly, like we just mentioned with Notre Dame, has grown and grown and grown consistently. It took him some time. He had to stop the swearing. He doesn't get so red in the face anymore, which is still scary when he does do it. He seems pretty calm and collected. And frankly, Chad, he's a better leader than he's ever been. Um, I root for the guy. I love the guy. I'm super happy for Coach Kelly and for the Irish to have him as a leader there. He just had, was it his 100th win? Is that what it was? To uh, surpass Knut Rockney? Uh, 106th win. 106. Uh, that, yeah, that, that passes Coach Rockney. Wow. There was a lot of hundreds this weekend, it seemed yeah. like. Nick Saban had his 100th consecutive win against uh, unranked opponents. Uh, non, non-ranked, yeah, right, right. Unranked Lewis Hamilton opponents. won his 100th Grand Prix. Uh, I'm wow. Not, Yes, um, not happy about that really <laughs> because of the way it went down. 100 Grand Prix wins after 99 pole positions. You do the math and tell me how you feel about it. You don't even need to know the sport, but we're going to move on. I'm not going to shame the guy. I just don't really like him that much. <laughs> but yeah. I just love there was so much of that stuff this past weekend, and um, now you don't have yeah. it. <laughs> I just. I don't know how to call this game. I'm sticking with the Irish. It's because it's in South Bend, because this team consistently seems to be improving, because they've got a lot of energy. And I don't think coming off a bye week helps this Cincinnati team. I think they're probably going to score first, and you're going to have to deal with it. I think this is a great game to skip the first quarter and start watching in the second quarter, because the first (laughs) quarter, all it's going to do is make your blood boil. And all the teams are doing is just trying to figure each other out. It's true. So go Irish. Go Irish. Go Irish. Um, Bury the Bearcats. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Speaking of cats and dogs, Clemson at NC State. Number nine, Clemson. A big top ten win for the Wolfpack. That was was something. That was, uh, wow. I mean, I was, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
We were I, watching it. I, I went like, to watch it at uh, with Dave Galloway and his dog Watson and his other dog Sammy. Mm-hmm. Big Tigers fan. Um, yeah, it oh, was. Yeah. You know, Dave doesn't get furious. Like, frankly, a lot of Clemson uh, cultural voices and public leaders have been lately. Um, mm-hmm. You know what, Chad? I'm just going to say it, and I'm going to try to keep this really short. I'm kind of disgusted, and and I'm more upset with the way Clemson's culture has responded to Clemson's performance than I am with Clemson's performance outright. First of all, it's pretty atrocious. I get that. It's some of the worst stats we've seen in However many years since the nineties, Gray, what are you not? They're not just bad statistically. Shut up with the statistically crap. I know who they are. I know where they're at. I know it sucks out loud, and I know it's not that far from being from from being undefeated. Frankly, Chad, they were two yeah. scores away from being undefeated. Do you know what I mean? These, these were competitive oh, yeah. games, not right. as competitive as necessarily they should be. And yeah, Georgia. <laughs> throttles everybody else so what does that tell you i don't know stop thinking like that clemson's culture used to be significantly different i'm not saying clemson itself isn't different or that its culture isn't unique or special but it used to be able to handle this stuff better and it does have coaches who help people understand how to handle this stuff much better, in particular the people who are the closest to them, people who are proud to suggest that they could call Coach Dabo Sweeney their friend, right? Because they've met, they've shake, shook hands, and we and we have fundraisers every year and blah, blah, blah. I'm going on too far. I am I am upset with the way Clemson's culture has responded. I also don't think it's... That crazy to suggest that this team isn't that bad. They're just performing and executing really poorly, and nobody understands it. I don't know why. I don't know why they're performing like this. I'm certain they weren't performing like this in practice or in camps. There's no way these coaches would. A, a lot of people have been suggesting, like, oh, these coaches, Coach Sweeney and Elliot, they're just being soft. They don't want to say or make the hard choices. I don't think that's true. I think DJ Uyunglele, for example, running the ball, nobody noticed that adjustment against Georgia Tech. Nobody noticed that that fumble was determinant. And this team, again, rightly so, they should be vastly outperforming everybody so far on the schedule except for Georgia. They really just should. And then we watched Georgia Tech, who Clemson struggled to win at home, destroy North Carolina. Right, who we thought was going to be a contender for the league. And oh, Sam yeah. Howell was going to be a contender for the Heisman. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I was I was shocked by that score, actually, yeah. So is it crazy for me to once again suggest that this is one of the better Georgia Tech teams we've seen in the better part of a decade? It's. I don't think it is. But again, I'm not I mean, making excuses to... for Clemson. I'm not going to do it. I no, just because it's North Carolina because like you said they had the North Carolina win. I mean, they got rid of that atrocious triple option and it's like what is this the second or the third year in a regular offense he's running? I believe it's the I third. Mean, no, it's yeah, second. See, well, third. But it's Whatever. Not, it's something, COVID but screws everybody. I mean, up. so yeah, there's if that guy can coach at all, then there should there should be improvement which which you're seeing clearly. So, you know, I mean, I'm no, I'm with you. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think they're gonna like 
you know, I don't think we're going to see them in an ACC championship game or anything. But, uh, yeah, I definitely think they're, yeah, they're definitely an improved team. I'm with you. So NC State is in the same division as Clemson. In other words, Clemson's one loss in league is also to a division opponent, which means NC State will have to lose not one, but at least two more games for Clemson to be able to control its destiny to the ACC yeah. title. Right. So to me, right. that's not in their control, which means it's not a goal. And again, I don't say that to be cruel. I say that so you can just swallow it, deal with it, move on, and let the, this team is O and O. That's the way these coaches. I love these coaches. I know a lot of people don't love Coach Sweeney. Um, <laughs> I'm not one of them at all. I think he's a great leader. I think he's got a personality that not everybody understands, and I don't expect everybody to like it. I don't think he's – he gets labeled as being optimistic. Chad, so do I. I'm not optimistic. You know what the truth is? Everybody says they're a realist because I'm just calling it like it is. Greg Clemson's trash. I'm a realist. That's not a realist. Clemson's performing real bad right now. But you know what a realist is? A realist realizes that this is a good place to be. It, not two and two. Not with bad losses like this. But I mean at Clemson, with this staff, with these recruits. You know what I'm saying? With this roster. It's a great place yeah. to be. I see determinate penalties again against NC State, and while NC State's missing multiple field goals just to go into double overtime. So a lot of these stats, like that Leary had passing for over 200 yards, are a little skewed by the fact that it goes into double overtime. So I don't rely on that stuff. I don't lean on it. Justin right. Ross being in the slot, to me, that's the only thing that I really struggle with, the, not understanding why the coaches are doing it. Justin Ross in the slot isn't working. It's a bad experiment. In fact, Saturday night, again, the majority of, I say the majority, at least enough of his passes that were complete and were determinate for, uh, for, for getting first downs and even a touchdown were running, him running to the outside edge, which is where he thrives, right? You basically, he can create an extra defender on that sideline. That's where he's, Shined since he was Mr. Alabama, since he was a steal for Clemson's recruiting, and since he beat Alabama real bad in that national title game with Trevor Lawrence when he was a true freshman. A true freshman. Speaking of which, DJ Uyunglele gave your Notre Dame Fighting Irish hell when he passed for over 400 yards in his first career start. Again, as a true freshman. Yes, mm -hmm. they lost that game. I know. Give me a break. My whole point is that this team is still capable of doing those things. Yeah, the O-line's bad. Or at least they're performing bad. That's my thing. Are they really that bad? Or are they just performing bad? Does that make sense? Because to me, DJ Uyunglele and Justin Ross are still capable of going 200 miles an hour. They're still a Ferrari. They're just not driving very well at all right now. But my whole thing, the only reason why I bring all of that up is to suggest that when it, would it really surprise anybody if it stops today? If suddenly they just throttle Boston College, for example, this weekend? Do you know what I'm saying? No, no. I mean, it's... And then it's, everybody it's, else, like UConn and fill in the blank, you know? Yeah. I Wake mean, Forest, legitimate threat. What if Clemson just destroys him? Then what are we going to say? Right. The only thing that would surprise me, Chad, is if Clemson continues to perform ex execution-wise this poorly throughout the entire season. If they do, what a surprise. And I don't know what the solution is. 
but I just yeah. I'm not going to believe it until I see it. Now it's been four they, games, but I still don't believe it. I'm with you there, man. They've got too much talent still. Now the offensive line, they've got problems like we like Notre Dame's got problems, but a lot of it's man, it's just it's youth and inexperience, and they're going to get better. Calm down, people. You know what I mean? Like they're going to get better. It'll Maybe be fine. Maybe they won't I mean, get better, but. I don't think think it's that much of a stretch to suggest that this roster could accidentally be good enough to win, right? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, they they could probably beat – I mean, most likely, I mean, I would see them maybe losing another game regular season, maybe. I mean, I'm not even going to – I wouldn't even, like, put money on it. So, I mean, I think they're going to be fine, honestly. Chad, let me ask you this. Who does have – I see a lot of struggles this year. I see we all see a lot of parity. We've seen more losses in the top twenty-five ranked teams than we've ever seen in our lifetimes in the first four weeks, for sure. That's Chad, cool. we're going to see three more of them this weekend. Three more undefeated are guaranteed to go down. Right? Sure. That's the nature yeah. of who's playing. This is exciting. This is what I want. This is what we all should want, rather than complain and cry and scream and shout like it's February when there's no college football when you're allowed to in my book. What who who has a great O line out there? Just name a few, because there are only a few. Yeah, I mean, uh, for what I've understood, what I for what I saw the game, I think Oregon's got a pretty good O line. Good I answer. Believe, uh, uh, Alabama's is pretty good. Great are they not? Uh, Georgia I sounds like a pretty good O line. Chad, you read my mind. Bravo. Those are the top three ranked teams, and they have great O lines. Is it a coincidence? I don't know that this Clemson team was ever going to be in that position. I hoped they would. I kind of picked them at the beginning of the season to do that. They didn't. But it's not that much of a surprise because of things like youth and inexperience. That they can have the talent and it can change and evolve. And yeah. Clemson had some bad injuries this past week and we're not going to delve too deep into that. Um Yeah. We'd be talking all night, but yeah, they're, it's not getting any easier for them. But like you said, man, I mean, look, overall, the ACC, I mean, it's still not that strong of a football conference like compared to some of the others. I mean, they've got at least, even if they screw some things up and have some, I mean, I would at least see them winning at least four or five more games, don't you? I keep watching DJ Uyunglele not pass. I, I watch him. This, this, TV coverage, by the way, Saturday night, Chad, was terrible because you couldn't see what he saw at all. And they didn't show a lot of the replays, in particular on some of the determinant fouls, which is very frustrating. Frustrating, if not anything else, that's fine. I can hear you. But in a game that goes into double overtime, it's not that crazy to suggest it was effective, right? And affected the game. However, I don't need to see it to know that Justin Ross isn't streaking down the outside edge. It didn't happen. They didn't do it. Once they kept him in the slot again, I don't know what DJ's seeing. What I really don't know is why that matters, why he's not just making a choice to throw the ball more often. And his passing has been inconsistent, he's been sailing the balls, but it looked like it got better this past weekend. And, and real quick, finally, about this, he's done it before. Chad, like I said, his first career start, he threw for over 400 yards. And he didn't have Justin Ross on that team. This argument about Justin... Oh, I've heard people say it's it's part of the injury. Like, no, it's not. 
It's just, it's yeah. not. That's not the injury he has. Well, no, 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 like no. Was this going to do with his neck and he retired or something? No, he it, to come out. It it's fixed for all intensive purposes, right? All intents no. and purposes. I can't believe I said that. Shame on you, Greg. Good grief. No. <laughs> Um, we've talked too much about this. Um, so let's move on real quick to Clemson hosting Boston College. It's the third yeah. year in a row that Clemson hosts Boston College, which I think is kind of a shame that there are literally guys on Clemson's roster who will never get to travel to Boston. That sucks. Yeah. It's the way it is. That's weird. I didn't realize that. I thought, I thought the ACC was supposed to be a little more parody, like, you know, <laughs> here, here, home and away and all that. But. Yeah, well. COVID screwed a lot of things up, and I don't know why they don't didn't adjust things like that after the fact, except that I think people just forgot. It's one thing to not have any bi-week teams, but it's another thing that nobody noticed Clemson not playing divisional opponents like NC State or Louisville last year during COVID, right? Which, yeah. you know, there's a lot of arguments. For example, you mentioned the ACC. Why, don't, why aren't there bigger rivalries within the conference in football? And that's your answer. You have divisional opponents who nobody even noticed that you didn't play last year, right? And that BC yeah. game was legitimately exciting because <gasps> Phil Dracovic was the quarterback at Boston College. Notre yeah, Dame transfer. That was, then that was uh, DJ uh, Ukul. Yeah, I can't pronounce the last name. Yes, you can. Uwe Unga Lele. Uwe Lele Lele. Okay. Uga Okay. <laughs> anyway. That was uh, that was actually you know, his first start uh, against Boston College. You're supposed, was, to, was you're actually, supposed to be representing the Irish here. Standard I, I of academic my, excellence. I, I know. I'm sorry. I will work on that. I will. I will work on that last name. It's name-up. fine. You're not alone. You're certainly not alone, Chad. There's people who get paid to talk who can't say his name either. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, but thank you. Um, so yeah. So this is um. You know, it's kind of like where it all started for him. He's hurt. That's when he was. Because you know, first it was Boston College, but at home, once again, they got at home and they did pretty well. And of course, they won. And then, the, of course, you know, I don't know, having game second, that was when they had to go South Bend. You know, uh, I don't know, man. Um, it's like a sixteen. They've got Clemson favored by sixteen, which, if I'm being honest, I think that's a little much the way, considering the way Clemson's played. And Boston College is undefeated. I'm not even necessarily going to call for the upset, but I think that spreads a little much, especially the way that Clemson hasn't been moving the ball. Um, but I, I still think Clemson's probably going to win, maybe by a touchdown. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on it on the score? Boston College doesn't have Phil Dracovic. I forget the 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 passer who's the quarterback now, Grovel or yeah. something. Um, He's not bad, Chad. And frankly, um, and I want to say this real quick, Boston College has changed. They got rid of Narduzzi. They replaced him. Um, why can't I remember Boston College's head coach right now is because we're recording a podcast. That's all there is to it. Things like that. Of course happen. there is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. However, it's changed. That culture has changed. They have a warrior sort of mentality in and outside of the football program itself. It's a joy for me to watch. It's a really good staple for measuring how college football and college sports in in general can change people's lives and change the way they think, act, feel, and behave forever, including in some of their most important moments of their lives, like this weekend when they traveled to Clemson. You know, again, no matter how bad Clemson's doing, 
beating Clemson in Clemson is a tremendous achievement, particularly sure. when they're stacked with talent like they are. Absolutely. They blanked Colgate yeah. week one, 51 to zero. That, you know, certainly doesn't hurt, but Colgate is trash. They're just a bunch of Birkenstock wearing creeps in Burlington, Vermont. They were at uh, UMass in week two. And they let UMass score a bunch, but they also scored a bunch. And then they traveled to Temple. They won big in Philadelphia. They they hosted Missouri, an SEC team who I thought was going to have maybe the best quarterback in the league. I was wrong. I'm wrong often. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Boston College, they put up like 40 or 42 points on them. That's a lot of points, Chad. Clemson's that not really, really doing that right now, not without going in double overtime, certainly. But yeah, again, um, can they? The yes. Michigan, yeah. I'm sorry, Michigan, good grief. Clemson without um, Brian Brissy tore his ACL. He's out for the season. It's tragic. One of their best defensive linemen, just an all around super stud. Um, Plus, isn't uh, Skalski out again with a torn bicep or something? No, that's Fred Davis. Um, torn bicep just just or sounds like I don't, I don't even like saying that out loud. It's, it just hurts to say. Ugh. But Skalski's banged up. I don't think he's not going to play. I've heard he might not play anyway. Um, I don't and know. Then, uh, let, let, let's make no mistake. James Skalski, Jamie Skalski, will play if he wants to and can. Simple as that. And he's a leader on that defense. This is his last year at Clemson. He's a super senior. He put the super and super senior. I um I don't know if he's playing this weekend or not, but I haven't heard that he's not for sure. So I'm not going to say it. We're recording on a Tuesday, which is a little bit early for me. So thanks again for being here, Chad. I don't Absolutely. necessarily know that that's the outlier for this team. You, you're going to have to just kind of attack the quarterback. Clemson's still no, got enough talent. Uh, uh, Shipley. There you go. I heard Shipley was banged up too, though. Yeah, so the way it's worth looking up, but maybe not. Now that you know he's not hurt, if you watch his knee, the way it buckles, like it bent to the side. It reminded me, I hate to say it, but it reminded me of Mackenzie Milton. It looked like his leg was done. Like at the knee, it went from side to side. And again, Will Shipley, a true freshman, he's okay. Um, He's I I don't remember the extent of his injury, but it's not an ACL like Brian Bessie. Um well, so good. so that's good. Yes. I don't think he's playing in this game. Um and yeah, I frankly, no, no, no. you know, with Lynn J. Dixon leaving, I don't know what that means for Clemson. I honestly can't re- is it Pace, I guess, is the third guy. Yeah, I mean they're I mean they're they're kind of thin at that position. If it gets any worse over there, they're gonna have to like, you know, call the water boy up or something. <laughs> I mean, it's not good. <laughs> Um, I don't know what it is, to be honest. Um, but I still think Clemson can absolutely win this game, for sure. Oh, sure, sure. Like I said, I, I think they can, too. I just thought, man, 16 and a half, considering who they've got out, and considering the way of them moving the ball, um, I just was you know, kind of a little apprehensive about that. You know, going against, by the way, it's Jeff Halfley's Boston College Eagles. <laughs> yep, half and half. Makes a whole, <laughs> yep. makes yep, a whole yep, Boston yep. College. That's right. Um, Thank you, Google. Yeah, good job. Thanks, Chad. Thank you, Chad. Bravo. Once again, the audience loves you, too. Okay? (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) Certainly better than Colgate. Um, You know what? Go Tigers. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll give them to them. I I don't necessarily think they're going to win this game, 
But one of these days, it's just not going to surprise me if all of a sudden they start making passes and catching them and scoring touchdowns. It's just not that crazy to suggest. It's really not. The O-line doesn't even have to improve that much. They're actually doing kind of a good job sometimes. (laughs) And if they just do that a little bit more and DJ makes more choices and those receivers are in better positions than they've been, maybe. Again, especially on Tuesday, I haven't heard it about their development or practice or changes like for example i thought justin i still don't understand why he's in the slot justin ross let's 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 move on so notre dame cincinnati one of those undefeated teams is losing Uh ole miss and alabama Uh ole miss is they remind me of uma thurman and kill bill Oh, yeah? She can just take on. You remember that scene? I think it was in Kill Bill Volume One, where she takes on the um, all those ninjas, and there's that. Cr- it, it lasts forever, hundreds of thousands of gallons of blood. It seems like there's limbs flying everywhere. There's silhouette. Like Quentin Tarantino got to experiment with gore here, and like stylized gore and shooting it differently. That's Ole yeah. Miss right now. Lane Kiffin, I mean Choo Choo, the Lane Train is in full effect. They have a defense this year. Deal with it. They had an okay defense that got slammed for how many yards people put up against them last year because they weren't able to do the fundamentals right. They weren't able to wrap up. They weren't able to make tackles. Now they're one of the most penalized defenses in the country because they are so freaking physical. They really are. Somebody's going to get hurt. There's definitely going to be targeting in this game on Ole Miss's behalf. Um, that's inescapable to me. That's that's where they are. They haven't figured that out yet, Chad. However, Matt Corral is, frankly, as good as it gets. He's, uh, he's just plain electric, Chad. I don't follow a lot of the draft stuff. When I watch him, he is so pure at what he does. And in particular with how the league is built to succeed with guys like Lamar Jackson right now, I don't see him as being anything other than a top 10 draft pick, and I am not kidding about that. I'm not saying that because I'm worried about Alabama losing. I've dealt with that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've prepared for a loss because this team is so prepared. This Ole Miss team can beat anybody, and I mean anybody in the country. I'm not saying they will. In fact, I'm picking Alabama because why wouldn't you? And it's in Tuscaloosa, in spite of the fact that they lose more games in Tuscaloosa than anywhere else. Bama's been showing it. Not on defense. You're not going to stop Ole Miss. Chad, this game, I don't know. Do you have the stats in front of you for what the over-under is? If I recall, Alabama by 14. I'm not Over-under, I want to say was maybe 70. Take the over. Take. I'm not even kidding about that. Ole Miss is going to score. Alabama has not trailed in a game in something like I heard today, 56 quarters of football. A ton. It's been a long time. Ole Miss last year, I think, was one. They, Ole Miss and Georgia um, were up on Alabama, if I remember right. I'm not looking, so don't get mad if I'm wrong. Um, and if you are yeah, mad, that's fine. Right. Hit me up. <laughs> Color gray on Twitter. That's fine. Ole Miss is just so relentless. Chad, they're going to run 90 plays. That Like, NC State ran, I think, 90 plays, but it took them double overtime to get that done, including having the ball twice consecutively and leaving Clemson's defense out there to die. 
I can easily see how Ole Miss can win this game. And if they do, Chad, the reason why I'm making such a big deal about it, if Matt Corral goes to Tuscaloosa and beats Alabama, Matt Corral is coming home in December with the Heisman Trophy. And Lane Kiffin can do whatever he wants. Ole Miss is not going anywhere. He keeps making this team better. It's a really tough place to get recruit elite talent this team is the embodiment of the word team they love each other they are they are a single unit in a way that frankly alabama's defense hasn't been once again this past weekend there was quit okay southern mississippi (laughs) alabama throttled them on offense right you don't even need to worry about that. They also had two huge special team scores by Jamison Williams. <sighs> Alabama's defense can't stop Ole Miss. What they can do is hopefully not lose their heads and quit, right? Right. And not just peter out because Ole Miss is so freaking relentless. This game will not be over until the very end. You will not know who's going to win this game until the scoreboard shows it and the clock reaches zero. That's This is as exciting as it gets. And yeah, if you want chaos, beating Alabama, obviously that creates chaos. It takes away Alabama's ability to control their own destiny in the league, like Clemson losing to NC State. Ole Miss is in the SEC West. The SEC West is a division that's better than some conferences out there, including Power Five. It is crazy competitive between you've got, uh, look at Arkansas, who again, Arkansas traveling to Georgia, two undefeated teams playing out of their minds on all three sides of the ball right now. Like it is That is crazy. It's not just crazy, Chad. It is so hard to beat. Does it get any better than this? Every weekend has been relentless like this. I keep using the word relentless because of Ole Miss. Secretly terrified about this game. I will not be watching any of it, which is great. So (laughs) I will be at Skunk Fest, Albino Skunk Music Festival in Greer, the best bluegrass festival, the best festival of any kind anybody's ever been to ever. It's the one event I tell everybody to go to always. Zig is a visionary and a mastermind um, it changed my life. Thank you, Jace Bivey and Fett Greenwell Magazine for you know for me going out there the first time. Now I'll never miss it. I'm only able to go Thursday. I've got a wedding to go to that I'm the photographer for for Brian and Kristen. Congratulations, y'all, by the way. Um, so that'll be Friday and Saturday, all day Saturday. So I will not be able to watch this game. Thank God. Because this is one of those games that um, I want to watch on replay. <laughs> I don't want to watch it live because it's just too... It's going to be too stressful. So are you, are you going to check the scores throughout the day, or you just want to be surprised? I'm predicting the over. It? There's no way th- both of these teams are staying under 35. They're going to score crazy points. They just are. Look, I mentioned Ole oh, yeah. Miss's defense is improved. They're great. They're more physical. Alabama's too. Both teams are going to get scored on. There's just no avoiding that. That's the nature of the sport right now. If you have an elite offense, your defense is just out there trying to stop it. But usually, so for example, Matt Corral is the 11th man, so to speak. When you have a quarterback like Jack Cohn, who doesn't run anywhere, it's basically 11 on 10. Matt Corral isn't just unafraid to run in a way that I wish DJ Uyunglele was kind of emulating. 
Matt Corral will shoulder roll as fast as he can for a first down. He will blast into guys. He is a bigger, stronger, faster. I hate to say it, but Steven Garcia at his best. I don't know any way to put it. And Matt Corral is playing consistently high-level quarterback play. He's he's passing the ball. Again, I know they played two trash teams, so to speak, and then had a bye week. I'm not trying to take that away from anybody right now, but you cannot fake fundamentals. And if you're not prepared as an Alabama fan for a loss in this game, you're wrong. And that's on you because that's not going to be fun Saturday night if that's what happens. Nothing, nothing turns the college football world more upside down and ecstatic for the most part. Than, beat, than Alabama having a loss, ever. Nothing even comes close. This is one of those games where it can happen. Arkansas, yeah, obviously awesome. Alabama's going to play, I guess, the next week. Think about that, Chad. Isn't that nuts? Wow. <laughs> Arkansas could beat Georgia. They're not gonna. I don't think they are. But they're I, playing the best football I think I've ever seen Arkansas play in my life. Yeah. I mean, they're the feel-good story right now. We should all feel good about it until what time does that game start on Saturday? Till the minute before the game starts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, unlike uh, last week's guest, Matt, you know, I am no particular Georgia fan at all. Matt, it's at noon. Uh, it's Matt. Chad, it's at noon. Oh, wow. Noon. Yeah. It's game but, day. You know, but talent is talent, man. And Georgia's Derrick's just got it in spades this year, so. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, good for Arkansas. It's great they've done so well. I mean, you know, they're definitely going to bowl, so that's something to be happy about. And they're, I definitely see them, I don't know, what do you, eight, nine wins even maybe. But Look, I'm know, still not, surprised Georgia beat Vanderbilt, let alone put 62 up and didn't let Vanderbilt get a score, let alone a first down, it seemed like. That was yeah. a slaughter. Vanderbilt is bad. Georgia is elite. They are oh, yeah. Incredible. And with that yeah. said, Ole Miss looks like a better offense. Again, without playing great teams, and again, only playing two of them. But you just can't fake fundamentals. Let's put it this way. If you put, as much as I love JT Daniels, and I did when he was at SoCal too, you know this, but if you put Matt Corral at Georgia, good grief. I'm not sure we wouldn't even be having this discussion about them being number one in spite of Alabama being Alabama and coming off of winning a national championship and having the GOAT as their head coach. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They're ridiculous. I mean, George, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, I think Alabama, if I had to guess, I'd go say seven to ten points you're probably going to win by this weekend. I mean, I think honestly, by the second half, Georgia Arkansas, second half, maybe second quarter. I mean, I think it's gonna Georgia's gonna already start running up the score. I mean, they're they're just so damn good. I mean, Arkansas is not a bad team, but I, yeah. I just don't see the game being all that close to you. Arkansas is a good team. Look, they beat Texas, they and everybody was like, Texas sucks. Now Texas is one of the most prolific offenses in the country. Again, not playing teams like Arkansas, I hear you, but you can't fake that. You can't just ignore fundamentals. And don't forget, they replaced their quarterback after that game. However, yeah. I think Georgia has a vastly better chance to beat Arkansas than, than Alabama does to beat Ole Miss. I think it's really kind of silly that Ole Miss is ranked 12th. They started the season unranked. I don't 
get upset about this, and I wouldn't know where to put them, but Ole Miss is a top 10 team. And I think a lot of people who aren't prepared for it are going to be watching that this weekend. I don't know what happens if they where they move, for example. Chad, if Ole Miss beats Alabama, where should they move? To three? Like, I don't know. If they beat Alabama, that means they're also doing some really good stuff on defense. That's the truth. It can't just come down to offense. Then again, because yeah. of the way they sling the ball around, if Matt Corral isn't just running for the first downs because he's that 11th guy to do it, that could be a turnover machine if Matt Corral suddenly isn't as good as he has been. I don't think that's happening either. But if it could, maybe Alabama's you know true freshman corners are going to do really great against guys who are, frankly, bigger and taller than they are. Yeah. We'll see. With all of that said, this this game's just hard to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah, there's there's three really really good games on this weekend and then um you know, like I mean it's just undefeated. Like you said, it's those are exciting. And then there's some other like you said, you know, like can Clemson rebound? That'll be a good one. Uh can Wake Forest keep it up with, you know, they're four and oh, they're they're the pride of the ACC right now, you know? <laughs> Wake, so who knows? Wake Forest is playing some good ball. They are. Um, they are. They are ranked twenty fourth. They are ranked yeah. just slightly ahead of Clemson. <laughs> right. They're hosting Louisville this weekend, um, mm-hmm. and Louisville I expected to be much better than they have been. And Wake Forest is going to bury them. And I don't know what that's going to tell anybody about Wake Forest. The ACC is is such a huge question mark right now, in, in terms of how how to rate them. But Wake Forest isn't a question mark. They're great. But yeah. how are you going to watch that instead of Arkansas, Georgia? You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I it's on ESPN3, so you got to watch it on your cell phone <laughs> or on your Xbox. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and if it's on that during the afternoon, I'm going to be a little intently focused on, you know, the, the, the Bearcats and the Irish anyway until that game's over and then I can breathe again. <laughs> Let's blast okay. through some of these games. Duke at North Carolina. North Carolina, once again, coming off a loss. I'm, I'm going North Carolina. Whatever the spread is, I'm taking it. North Carolina seems to do that. They play a bad game, and then they play out of their minds. And it's Duke, yep. who's bad. But great, they had a good game last week. No, they didn't. They played pretty no. good against another bad team, and they won. So no, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take North Carolina. Yep. <laughs> Minnesota at Purdue. Oh, my God. Minnesota had another loss. Uh, like, and again, I feel like they're back to we 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 acted like are they coming up? No, Minnesota was bad for a long time. Then they had a pretty good year, and now they're they're just kind of back to being who they yeah, were. I'm, I'm going to go with Purdue. On that you're right. They're like zero and three or something, right? Me too. I mean, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Purdue. Tennessee at Missouri, <laughs> which <laughs> Missouri. Yeah, I'm taking I mean, Missouri. We don't I take mean, Tennessee any, on this anybody, podcast, Chad. No. Anybody against anybody against Tennessee, I'm gonna take anybody. That's, that's enough about that game. We're moving on. Gross. Yeah. App State at Georgia State. Who <laughs> I mean Well, well Clash of the Titans there. I guess App State because I've heard of them. Well no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, but Georgia State. State just took um Auburn to the limit. Right, they they almost beat Auburn in Auburn. So, what does that tell you about Georgia State? I don't know. App State almost lost again. I don't know. Chad tickets are nine bucks. Like it's that should be a fun game, but I, I'm it's at Georgia State. I yeah. kind of after how they performed and the way they were doing it, the way this team looked so excited and they were doing it largely with fundamentals against a pretty good Auburn defense. Um, 
I I kind of got Georgia State in this one. I sort okay. of I don't know. SoCal at yeah. Colorado. I don't think so. SoCal kind of like um, who did I mention you know, before? North Carolina. They're hot and then they're freezing. I know. In SoCal, I mean, you know, as long as they're bad for when they play us that game, I, you know, I'm good with that. But you know, I mean, honestly, the man, they've got the talent. I mean, uh, yeah, they're 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 weird. Um, <laughs> so they just lost, right? So. I would go with this week. They're going to win, so we'll say they'll beat Colorado. That's the spirit. I don't think yeah. so. I, I want them to, but Colorado has a defense. Like it's the best defense mm-hmm. SoCal's played. So forget about it. But I'll be wrong mm-hmm. again. I'm tired. I'm not locking up SoCal anymore. No, I'm not. Yeah. I learned my lesson. Um, yes, La Monroe at the number one ranked team in the state of South Carolina, Coastal Carolina, the the mighty Chanticleers of Conway, Myrtle Beach. Oh, uh, I'm Chanticleers all the way, baby. The Shants, Go baby. Coastal. Shants big. That's correct. Syracuse at Florida State. I only bring up because Syracuse has a legitimate running back that I did not see coming. And Florida State is worse than I think anybody could have possibly prepared for. It's another Florida loss. It's another yeah, loss, Florida Chad. Florida State doesn't have anything legitimate whatsoever. There's nothing <laughs> legitimate about Florida State. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely Syracuse. Yeah. Um, yeah, Texas Tech at West Virginia. Um, Texas Tech just—they were scoring points on Texas pretty reliably. West Virginia obviously took Oklahoma to the wire this past weekend pretty good. That looks mm-hmm. like fun. I I don't know how to pick this game. They look even. Uh, I don't either. Mountaineers, Ooh, is, maybe. Is it at West Virginia? Yeah, but Texas Tech can score more points, so I guess Texas Tech. Yeah, I'll go with West Virginia just because of our home. Good. I hope you're right. Burn some couches in in Blacksburg. Okay. UCF at Navy, I mentioned because I know Navy is... Poor Navy. You know, if you listen to the podcast that I had earlier on this this year with Gerald Knight, another Notre Dame super fan, he's going to the Navy game this year. I I, I know you don't love Navy. And they're going to lose well, real bad. It's at Navy, but yeah, UCF, I forget I mean, the stat, but UC, and I, you know, I don't love stats, but UCF, I think, is one of the most prolific offenses in terms of not just field position, but turning it into points. I, I think they're literally ranked number one in one of the, I can't remember what it is, but against Navy, yeah. who, you know, runs clocks still like crazy. I'm curious to see how bad um, Central Florida beats Navy. That's all. Yeah. Now, I will say this quickly about Navy. Um, first off, let me see for anyone else listening. First off, I love our Navy because they're our service academy, and I appreciate all they do for us, you know, protecting us, all that kind of good crap. Yes. And um, it's not that I like, and I root for them, honestly, when they're not playing anybody but Notre Dame. It's just the way because they're so small and scrappy that when they traditionally have bigger teams like us, um, they they do a lot of chop blocks and they like we play them and like we win by three touchdowns, but we've got like four or five guys out the next week because for yeah. like chop blocks and stuff like that. See, that's the only reason. I, that's my only. That's my only issue with Navy. The rest of the time, I feel bad for them this year. I'm like, geez, Navy, really? Gosh, I mean, it's yeah. But anyway, but uh, yeah, not Navy. UCF. That you said they're playing. Yeah, but it's poor Navy. Ohio yeah. at Akron and Bowling Green State University at Kent State. I mentioned this because this is a battle for the Buckeye State. <laughs> mm. um, Ohio, I still pull for, even though I went to okay. Cincinnati as well. I went to both schools, but Ohio's bad this year. So is Akron. Okay. So go get them, cats. 
I'm just going to say it. And Bowling Green just had a huge win, obviously, at Minnesota. Now they're playing Kent State. You know, go Falcons. Oh, wow, yeah. I don't have that sound over here. Damn it. I couldn't get that other soundboard to work. Oh, well. Go! (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm just going to say it. For these picks, I'm going to defer to the fellow who, um, you know, used to live in that state, which would be you. So, <laughs> I'll just whoever those two teams you think are going to win, I'm I'm going to back you up on that. Chad, anything you think I know, you're wrong about because I have been so wrong with my picks this year. I haven't been completely wrong. I, I did next. We're in a hurry today and this week and this past weekend. I made my picks in a hurry last weekend. I haven't reviewed them this week. I know I picked, for example, Michigan State to beat the spread which was five. So yeah, I thought Michigan State would win after they've been throttling everybody, including on the road at Miami, by five points, by two field goals. Instead, (laughs) in overtime, which they were lucky to get to because they could not chat. They got zero third down conversions in the second half. I don't know where this Michigan State team went, but they kicked a field goal to win by three points on third down from the two-yard line when they finally did drive down the field just from running like they have been all year long. My lock of the week, Michigan State, kicked the field goal to win on third down. Vomit in my hat. I can't stand it. I didn't bet any money. But that's just... Gross. Gross. I hate that. Uh, Florida finally leaves the state of Florida. They go to Kentucky, who just uh, coming off a big road win against South Carolina. Florida um, is going to win, and that'll, but that should be a fun game. Florida's ranked 10th. I'm not sure if that's legitimate or not. Uh, I think a lot of that's based on how they played Alabama, and beating Tennessee last week doesn't really hurt. <laughs> yeah, but that's not really much of an indication of anything, is it? I just want Alabama to beat every team from the state of Mississippi, and they play three of them this season. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Southern Miss, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, which is the closest college um, by distance to Tuscaloosa. Oh, uh-huh. oh. Mississippi State is at Texas A&M this weekend, by the way. Um, I don't know what to think of Texas A&M anymore. I really don't. They, they Again, they just lost to Arkansas, and you just heard me say they're a good team. They are. But didn't we think Texas A&M was going to be the biggest team? Again, I mentioned Alabama and Arkansas. That's the week after, because they're going to... No, wait, I can't remember. I can't keep up with all these good teams in the SEC West. All I know oh, is Alabama no. travels to Texas A&M. But Mississippi State at yeah. Texas A&M, like... No. Mississippi State's winning yeah. at home. They're not winning on the road. You're not wrong, by the way. Um, that was supposed to be the big game in the SEC this year when Alabama traveled to Texas A&M because Texas A&M was supposed to be that good. And if Alabama was going to lose regular season, yes, it was going to be that game. Marker calendar. So, yeah, no, you're not, you know. And mm-hmm. then I was never really lost. sold on it. Honestly, I, I all summer long, I always, I've always – only said this that it's Ole Miss. That's the biggest team that I think is on Alabama's schedule in terms of threat to beat them. I really mean yeah. that, and I'm sticking by it. And you know, now it looks like I wasn't wrong about Texas A&M. You know what I mean? But Jimbo yeah, Fisher well, is rich. <laughs> he signed. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's left all the, all the way to the bank with uh, basically doing about the same kind of level of coaching and scheduling. And you know, wins and losses as he had at Florida State. Except you know, he's got a nicer house, so good for him. Um, I wanted to mention real quick, um, Liberty at UAB at University of Alabama, Birmingham. 
Um, because I, it's at UAB and I think it's at, uh, Birmingham's new stadium. You know, just a few years ago, they didn't have a team and people didn't want to support them. And as soon as that team was gone, everybody who did want to support them showed up and they showed up in a big way. And the next thing you know, UAB wins their division two years in a row. They, they, they're a great team. I, I only mention it because I think it's exciting that new stadium in Birmingham looks great. I don't know if it's there. I hope it is because if it is, it's worth toting into. It's on CBS, CBS SN, which I don't get. And obviously, I won't be watching anyway. Yep, CBS Sports Network. I hear you. UConn at Vanderbilt, I also mentioned because one of these teams has to decide which is worse. Chad, tickets are as low as $3. You could get a Red Bull or you could go to see a football game. What are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, that is, well, that's bad. UConn yeah, but- at Vanderbilt. I don't know how it could get much worse. I don't mean to shame these teams, but they're bad. I mean, D- don't even try to pick this game. Don't bother. It could end up 0 0 and they both just quit and leave. I mean, yeah, I just, I mean, just bless Clark Lee because, I mean, that's his alma mater. That's how much he really loved it because he left Notre Dame winning, you know, how many games a year and all that to go coach at Vanderbilt. <laughs> wow. Furman's yeah. on a bye week. Um, Mercer destroyed them here in Furman. That's two consecutive losses. I hate that. They scored. Furman kicked a field goal, so they lost with three points on the board. Uh, I think Mercer scored like 42 or something. I don't have it up. But Yikes. I hate when teams settle for a field goal. Just say so they don't have a zero. I hate that it takes away from the other team's defense. It's just rude, man. It's a middle finger. F you all the time. I'm, I still love the Dins. I, they've got Wofford the week after this, um, which they can still win. Um, I, I just I just wanted to bring that up real quick. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Auburn, by the way, at LSU, I think that's another exciting game to see who's going to struggle win more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, LSU is kind of a mystery. If we had another ten or fifteen minutes, we could talk about it. But I, I don't know gonna. if we, we would solve anything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. LSU, it wouldn't solve anything. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it really wouldn't. It's just, uh, and. I mean, is it an LSU or is it Auburn? Or who's at home? It's the Tigers. The Tigers are going to win. Yeah. Oh, oh geez. Yeah. It's yeah. at Sorry. LSU, by the way. So I don't so, have much hope for Auburn winning at LSU for sure. But, oh, well, what does that say about LSU? It says nothing. It says nothing. I don't no. know. We don't know. You can't know. No. They, they, I mean, they, they did squeak it out. They did squeak out a win last week, right, LSU? So... They're not hopeless, but, I mean, they're not, yeah. But Auburn could come back and score 60-something points like they did for the first couple of games. You know what I mean? Before they struggled at home against Georgia State. Like, what are you doing? And then Penn State, yeah. Well, Penn State, again, I'm not even sure. Look, everybody's saying Penn State's great. Are they? I'm not even sure the better team won. Chad, I I, I want Penn State to be successful. I don't want... James Franklin to be successful. Penn State, number four. I have a problem with that. I don't think that's accurate. I'm not trying to put shame on the Nittany Lions right now. I'm just telling people to be prepared. Indiana going to Penn State could be a good, fun, close game. It might not be, but Penn State is not winning the Big Ten. They're not. I don't think they're that good. They can improve, but 
I just don't see them. They're the number four team in the country, Chad. That's not accurate. That's that's where they're ranked. But I'm not buying yeah, it at all. But... Like I just I don't get it. I guess it's because of the wideout, and I think that stuff changes people's minds who don't actually watch a ton of tape, which is fine. These these rankings don't matter. But four, yeah, I'd, I'd have no problem flipping them out with Ole Miss, for example. Deal with it. I mean, because at this point, how good is Wisconsin? Honestly, and then how good is I mean, and who else did they beat? And how good is Auburn? Neither one of them have much of a body of work at this point. To, you know, be like, oh well, they've got those other wins to hang their heads off. I mean, Wisconsin doesn't. I mean, you know, they got thrashed by us. Ends up, and they. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we. I'm sorry, we beat them by way, way more than Penn State did. I mean, but you know, but Penn State's ranked higher. But oh, that's. Uh, but I digress. And then they played some little like Division two schools, so they beat them. Chad, that you know, I, I, mean, I know it was Week One, but that Penn State Wisconsin game was really, really, really hard to watch. It was gross. Neither team could score in the red zone. It was just nasty. It was nasty. Yeah. Like not enough for me to say, "Oh my gosh, this Penn State team is looking like it's 1987 all over again." They're really gonna do it. Like I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah. Now, if I'm wrong, nah, I will happily swallow my pride and admit it and accept your scorn. But I don't think I am. So we'll see. Yeah. Now, if I, if I believe I'm, I'm mistaken. Don't doesn't Michigan and Wisconsin play this weekend? Is that? Wait a second. Now I, I need to so. know. Hold on. <laughs> I think I think they play this weekend. Boy, wait, wait, Michigan, second. yes, number fourteen, Michigan. Which you know, maybe that's appropriate. At Wisconsin at noon. Um, mm. I, you know, Michigan struggled this weekend. It was a tight one. Um, like I say tight. They didn't throttle Rutgers the way I think we expected to. And now Ohio State has something to prove against Rutgers this weekend. Ohio State has something to prove every weekend. Frankly, I think they're going to do it. Yeah. Michigan at Wisconsin is fascinating because Michigan has been only successful on the ground as far as I'm concerned. I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Michigan fans. I don't love Michigan. I know you can't stand Michigan. Uh, I feel a little something coming up right now in my mouth just because we're talking about them. But yes, that's true. Um, my dinner's backing up on me. Um, oh, no. Yeah. It's just, uh, I don't, yeah, that's a good point. About, I think they're going to lose. Does that yeah, make you feel I, any better? It does because that is the one. there you go. Yeah, <laughs> that that is the one thing that they were talking about. You know, and I saw from Wisconsin is Wisconsin has an excellent run defense to the point. We, you know, we don't have a great offensive line. I don't think Michigan does either. We didn't. We just were just like screw it. I mean, I'll I'll credit Doctor Tommy Reese for this, as you like to call him. You know, he's like he's like. I mean, that game plan, you saw it. He wasn't even really trying to establish a run too much. He was just passing. I mean, he was like, forget about it. I mean, we can find guys. We've got plenty of risk. We can find open guys, and that's how we're going to beat them. And that's how, you know, but Michigan has to do the same thing. Cause it, but like you said, they run the ball. That's what they like to do. Guess what? Have fun against them. Have fun. Yeah, have fun I, I just don't them. see a legitimate passing threat for Michigan to do much against Wisconsin. I really don't. And they can't no. just run at will at all against Wisconsin. That's not happening. And it's nope. at Wisconsin after the, uh, I wouldn't say just a tough game, but a really tough loss in Chicago against Notre Dame. I- I'm, I'm with whiskey right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I mean I am too because I don't really. I mean I don't think against them. I mean I don't, I've never, never liked or disliked Wisconsin, and we know how I feel about the other school. Uh, so, 
I don't want to say their name. So yeah, the Michigan. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely would go with Wisconsin. I mean, I, you know, they're they're going to be home, they're going to be comfortable. You know, they're going to feel great being in their home stadium, and uh, and I'm pissed off. Yeah, and they're going to take it on Michigan. I think that's great, and I wish them the most success, the best of luck, and I hope they do it. I do too, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, just off the top of my head, I'm not sure I can give anybody any locks this week, except probably the over without Ole Miss and Alabama and UCF. I'll take UCF to cover whatever they're given against Navy at Navy. I don't care. UCF just keeps scoring points. Gus Malzahn isn't a genius, but Navy doesn't have geniuses on the defense either. And he's just too busy. I don't see another lock. I just don't know one. Yeah, I'm not really. I'll have to pick no. them later this week, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're you're right. I'm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> as far as locks go, yeah, that's. Uh... Oh wait a minute! I'm gonna bring up your favorite team again. All right now, tell me again wait who is playing Tennessee this week? Because it's it's whoever's playing Tennessee. I'm gonna oh, <laughs> it's Missouri. No, we're, we're we're locking against the spread. That's the tricky part. Like, it's not whether or not Mizzou's well, going to oh, beat no. Tennessee. It's how bad they're going to beat Tennessee. No, I'll, I'll take the spread, too. Good for you. Oh, that's the wrong one, but that's I fine. We're I don't know what the spread is, but I'm, but I'm still pretty confident. <laughs> Sorry, I have no confidence in Tennessee. Um, so. The only other one, if we were just picking wins and losses, and we didn't mention this before, is the last day of this month, September. Come on, buddy. We're almost to October. This is going to be the first week in October. However, Thursday, September 30th, Virginia oh, right. Virginia goes to Miami to give Miami yet another loss. Tickets, again, as yeah. low as 8 bucks. That stings. There's no ACC yeah. game on this Friday because they're playing it on Thursday, I think, just to make sure Miami gets another loss in the month of September. And that is cruel and unusual punishment. That really is. That sucks. I mean, I, mean, I could I, be wrong. However, this is what I wanted to bring up. I thought Virginia, I changed my pick last week right before the game because my brother. Um, had picked against Virginia, and so had I. It was Wake Forest, and obviously we were way wrong about that. But I just, you know, Virginia's been passing the ball and all this stuff, but I haven't really, they're one of the few teams I haven't watched play much at all. And I'm watching the very beginning of this this game, Chad, and Virginia's defensive linemen and play, they had all kinds of quit. They did not want to be there. They did not care. They didn't look like they wanted to win. That's what it looked like to me. And now that team is going to play at Miami, a team that seems to be kind of playing the same. I'm not saying the defense is the same. I think Miami's guys have way more um, energy on defense for sure. But both of these programs are just kind of in the same, you know, they're like uh, they're, they're Luke Skywalker in the new, um, in the new uh, Star Wars movies. You know, they have this potential to be, fantastic but instead they're just drinking nasty milk from weird alien cows and spitting all over everybody while they grow a gnarly beard and listen to morrissey all day in a corner somewhere crying (laughs) they're not in good shape with their with their jedi crocs on yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah jedi birkenstocks Uh uh-huh something like that i didn't want anybody to find me well sorry miami virginia's coming to find you deal with it i hate it for you but there it is (laughs) 
Too many losses in September. They just had to make it happen on September 30th. Gross. I'm glad that's yeah, not me. I forgot about I forgot about them. Yeah, they're. I mean, I mean, and of course, of the two schools, the two you know ACC Florida schools. I mean, if I had to bet on one of them, I mean, I, I would definitely take Miami over Florida State at this point. That's not saying much. I mean, that's like you know, I mean, that's not much of a comparison. That's like, hey, would you rather would you rather eat horse poop or dog poop? <laughs> You know, it's an interesting <laughs> argument. I don't know. Is Florida or Central Florida the best team in the state of Florida right now? I honestly don't know. Mm, I know. That's a good point. I don't yeah. know. And uh, I guess we won't get to in. find out, but it, it ain't Florida State and it ain't Miami, man. And it certainly yeah. ain't South Florida who's going to lose again this week. Yeah, that's true. Chad, you got anything mm-hmm. else you want to say before we split? Uh, thanks for having me on. And, you know, of course, go Irish. Wow, lots of enthusiasm. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> Go Irish, beat the Bearcats at home, remain undefeated, roll tide, beat every team from the state of Mississippi. Go Tigers, <laughs> please start winning some football games. Thanks for being on the Gray Zone, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right, later. Not red, not blue, not white, not green, just gray, just gray.